TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Red Sox Review and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. A beautiful night at Fenway Park ends in a Red Sox win and the Sox have a ace a star in Brian Bayo, and he shows out again. Red Sox take it four to two over the Texas Rangers, and Brian Bayo, fantastic again on the bump for the Red Sox. This guy continues to show out. He gives the Sox seven strong innings against arguably the best offense in Major League Baseball, and the Sox are now back above 500 at 44 and 43 on this season. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox Review at Fenway Park. We're going to take you all the way up. Up to 11 p.m. Get your calls in after this one. 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Would love to hear Red Sox Nation chime in after Brian Bayo showing out again in front of the home fans. And this was not his most dominant outing. We'll get into you know the overall numbers for Bayo tonight. But he showed a ton of poise getting out of an early jam in the first inning and then cruising one blemish tonight, Adolis Garcia hitting a two-run home run, but he's been a very productive hitter for the Rangers, one of the best run producers in Major League Baseball. And again, just two runs allowed against an offense that has been rolling all season long. The guy continues to shine in big spots. No stage is too big for Brian Bayo. He has shown that already with the Red Sox here in 2023. And it gets you excited just thinking about the future, knowing that you have this guy in your clubhouse, on your team for the future. And he's already doing great things at 24 years old. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Before we go any further, let's check out what Alex Cora had to say after this Red Sox 4-2 win. I mean, that's the best offense. I mean, no, the second best offense. Whenever we look at the scoreboard, we know who's the best offense. <laughs> He's good, man. He's really good. And uh, without his best stuff, he went seven. Um, they hit some balls hard today. Seems like played big today. But uh, at one point, he had 50 pitches. And I was like, well, we're going five today. And then he goes seven. Um, used a cutter, slider, change-ups, was able to use his sinker. And like I said, his stuff wasn't great, command wasn't great, but to do that against that lineup, that's impressive. What goes into the ability to get a little more efficient after he had, you know, a lot of pitches I think he gathers information. He understands him and Bushy and Tech, they do a good job in between innings to go over what's going on. Going into the battle, you, you have an idea what you want to do, but then, you know, 
the opposition, they react differently, um, sometimes more aggressive than, than others, you know, uh, sometimes more patient. But, uh, you know, little by little, he got this information and, and he goes out there and he, he applies it, you know, like he's not afraid. Like we will tell him something about, hey, you're doing this, you're doing that, be more aggressive with this pitch. And he goes and he, he executes. I think at the end of the day, that's his best pitch. And when his stuff is not great, you kind of like, you know, like I always said, throw your best pitches as much as possible. And that's why he did. He got a few ground balls, stole plays. Uh, I think the defense did a good job behind him. And, you know, he was able to, you know, struggle through seven, you know, and uh, you saw that. You saw that. That's. I mean, that's a really good lineup. They're leading the American League in runs, I believe, and they slug, and they have some good hitters, but he did an amazing job. The at-bat against uh, Sammy in there in the seventh, uh, he's down 3-1 on the count, two outs. It's going to be his last batter, probably either way. Just the out he got there against Martin. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, those two guys, the, the top of the lineup, is they're so hard to maneuver. They're so hard to pitch to, and for him to be able to do that, you know, like... He's been getting more than than others because I do believe his stuff is good, and then he'll keep it in the ballpark. Uh, Garcia put a great swing on a pitch and hit out of out of right field, but usually late in the game, the the, the ball is staying in the ballpark, which is very important. Alex, um, obviously Turner had a couple of hits, but that pick that he made in the eighth inning, how, how big is that? How good is his defense been at first base? He's been solid. Uh, been working hard. There was a ground ball that he went back today in a hop. We've been working with those, and uh, like I said, with him, you just put him out there, and he'll make the plays, and uh, he's such a good baseball player. Uh, you know, the at-bats are really good, but the base running aspect and the defense, his intuition, just talking to pitchers and moving guys around, I mean, this guy is a good baseball player. All right, so that was Alex Cora talking after the Red Sox 4-2 win over the Texas Rangers tonight at Fenway Park. A lot of praise for Brian Bayo and well-deserved praise. I love the way the press conference started where he's just like, yeah, he's really, really good. And then talked about how he didn't have his best stuff tonight against this Rangers lineup that came in. First in Major League Baseball in runs, first in average, first in on-base percentage, second in slugging, and second in OPS. So again, arguably the, the best offense in the sport. And then Brian Bayo faces some trouble in the first inning. It was a second and third one-out situation for Brian Bayo, and then he has to face off against Adolis Garcia, who gets him later in the game, but in this spot it was a scoreless game, second and third one-out, and he strikes him out in a changeup as money pitch, and then he gets Josh Young, who is in the All-Star game to fly out to center field. He gets out of the threat and yet it was a 26 pitch first inning, yet he still gives you seven innings in the end uh, and is able to be economical the rest of the way to get you to that point. He ends up throwing 107 pitches on the night. He had 70 strikes, 57 swings and he only had 12 misses and they, they hit him relatively hard. You know, his hard hit percentage was above 50%, so he had 25 balls in play 
12 not hit hard, 13 hit hard. But what helps with Brian Bayo is that he gets so many ground balls, and that was the case again tonight. 11 ground balls, 9 fly balls, 3 line drives, 2 pop-outs or pop-ups. So he got a lot of balls on the ground. He was able to work himself out of jams, and that's the sign of a poised pitcher and a guy that, despite not having his best up, will find a way to help you win. And he does again tonight. I just have one stat that we just got uh, from the 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 communications crew here at Fenway Park that do a fantastic job about Brian Bayo and the company that he is in. So this is his fifth consecutive start with more than six innings pitched and two runs or fewer allowed. He is the first Red Sox pitcher to do this uh, since Roger Clemens did this in 1986. So prior to turning 25 years old, he's the first pitcher to do this uh, for any pitcher the Red Sox have had prior to turning 25 years old since Roger Clemens in 1986, who had a stretch of six straight starts in which he tossed six or more innings and allowed two or fewer runs. So Bayo is in Roger Clemens' company right now. Right, a, a guy, an all-time pitcher, and I'm not saying that Brian Bayo is going to turn into Roger Clemens or, or the 1986 version of Roger Clemens, but the fact that he's doing something of that caliber and, and do it in the same category just goes to show how good this guy is. And again, this wasn't his most dominant outing, but he's going against the best offense, or at least one of the two best offenses, I'd say either them or Atlanta, and goes out and gives you a quality start of seven innings of two-run ball, and you end up winning by a score of 4-2 to two against the Texas Rangers. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to Wally and Fall River, who I always say I love to talk to, especially after a Red Sox win. Wally, you're on uh, Red Sox Review. Very good win for us, Joe. You have, to give, you have to give the kid credit. He pitched a good game. He kept his composure. I mean, the defense was a little wobbly at times in the middle innings, but you got to give him all the credit in the world. He, You know, he... He just kept his composure the whole game. But uh, as, as far as the Red Sox, it's going to be curious to see what uh, Bloom does. Uh, I predicted a 5-1 homestand. You can do it. you got a tough guy tomorrow in the Volta, but you can still beat him. And you got to sweep Oakland. So uh, if we win those games, we'll be like five games over 500, which I think is a, a very good position where you don't have to start selling. But we've got to beef up shortstop, Joe. Uh, I don't know what... Shortstops are out there. I know you can get Elvis Andrews cheap, but uh, we know Heimbloom's history of being very tight. He's going to look for bargains. He's going to look for guys off the scrap heap. But uh, I don't think we'll be sellers, really. I mean, you got Paxton pitching good. Uh, you're not going to really trade him. What are you going to get for him? You know, he, he's he's having a good year, but he's still injury prone. Uh, Justin Turner's been hitting good for us. Uh, you might get some for him. Adam Duvall, you're not going to get much for him. But uh, if you can get Trevor Story back and you can get him maybe a, a cheap starting pitcher, or, but it's up to High and Bloom. He's going to move quickly because all these teams are going to be looking for pitching, Joe. So uh, if I was him, I'd be working on phones right now. Yeah, Wally, and I appreciate the call, and and you make a lot of good points about what the Red Sox need, and, and that is middle infield depth. Some good news on the horizon. Trevor Story was actually doing some infield practice today with Alex Cora. The two were actually uh, turning double plays with each other, which was pretty cool. But uh, Story is uh, is expected to begin his rehab assignment uh, once the second half starts. So he had that elbow surgery. Obviously, he's missed all the year, but there uh, there seems to be a uh, 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 
at least a view of him getting back to this team pretty soon. And then Yu Cheng was actually uh, here at Fenway today, so I-, I would expect a move in the next day or two to get him back on the roster to happen, which will be huge for the Red Sox, uh, especially defensively, what Yu Cheng did in the short time he was playing before he ended up hitting the IL. And I think because you're getting both those guys back, and Pablo Reyes, too, is on a rehab assignment, y- you don't need to make a move uh, at the shortstop position. You know, you have Trevor Story a guy that you signed to a lengthy and expensive-ish contract to get back to that position eventually this season. So it's going to be dealt with. I think the problem, obviously, that we've talked about all year long is the fact that you wished you had a more set setup for this year knowing Story was going to miss some time and not have Kike be rolled out at that shortstop spot so many times this year. But they're getting some depth back at the spot. And listen, I've tried to say this on my post-game shows. They said it on the pregame show. You know, the Red Sox aren't in buy or sell mode quite yet. I, I've I've said before that maybe they're they're where they're currently set up a little bit more toward the sell side than buy, but you can't make the full distinction yet because you still have a little bit of time with the August 1st deadline ahead, so you still have roughly four weeks to figure out where you need to be. And this helps. A win like tonight certainly helps. Again, a 4-2 victory over the Texas Rangers. We'll have a lot more to discuss tonight on Red Sox Review. We're going to take you all the way up to 11 p.m. Joe Weil here from Fenway Park to talk about Brian Bayo's start, Justin Turner providing some offense again for the Red Sox, But before we go any further, let's send it to Joe Braverman, who has a Celtics update for you. Joe, take it away with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, before that update, the Red Sox did go back to over 500 with a 4-2 victory over the Texas Rangers. Justin Turner contributed two RBI singles. Brian Bale with another superb start, going seven innings, allowing eight hits, two earned runs, and struck out three. He moves to 6-5. and five. The Red Sox are 43-42. and 42. The rubber match between the Rangers and the Sox will take place tomorrow night. Joe and Sean will have the call from Fenway at 7-10 on the Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network, Shaw's perfecting the art afresh. Cutter Crawford will get the start for the Sox against former teammate for Boston, Nathan Evaldi, for the Rangers. Joe will get everything ready with the Mass Mutual pregame show at 610, Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. In Celtics news, the Celtics are done with Grant Williams. They have agreed to a three-team sign-and-trade with the Mavericks and Spurs that sees Grant Williams on his way to Dallas after finalizing a four-year, $53 million contract. The Celtics will receive multiple second-round picks and a $6.2 million trade exception, while the Spurs will get Reggie Bullock from Dallas and an unprotected first-round swap with the Mavs in 2030. In other news for the Celtics, ESPN's Ramona Shelburne reports that the Celtics have, quote, expressed some interest in trading for Blazers all-star Damian Lillard. In other NBA news, the league is finalizing an in-season tournament with more details to be released this weekend. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the final four of the tournament will take place in Las Vegas on December 7th and December 9th. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Ground ball, base hit up the middle and through. Duran comes around and he will score without a throw. As the throw came into second base. Justin Turner, an RBI single and a five-game hitting streak. And the Red Sox lead one to nothing. And that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Shop your local Nissan store or NissanUSA.com today. Justin Turner with two hits tonight, two run-scoring singles, and he continues to hit well as of late. You go back to June 1st, a 30-game span for Turner. He is hitting 314. Makes me look like a genius. I picked him in the pregame show to have two or more hits. It was plus 180 odds on FanDuel, and he delivers. The reason I did that, though, is because he came in with some pretty good numbers against John Gray, the starter for the Texas Rangers. Uh, The two played uh, a lot of times in the NL West. Gray was with the Rockies for a long time, and, of course, Justin Turner, before coming to the Red Sox, was with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So he came in. 13 for 39 against Gray, and he's now 15 for 42. The 15 hits for Turner against Gray tied for the fifth most against any pitcher in his very illustrious baseball career. He's been a joy to have with the Red Sox and a guy that has continued to produce in the middle of the lineup. And uh, Alex Cora is saying before today's game, there is a shot of him playing some second base now, uh, trying to inject some more offense into this Red Sox lineup. A lineup that had produced just five runs over their last four home games coming into tonight and it it wasn't a game in which they were you know mashing the ball they only had two extra base hits and they were doubles but they did have 10 hits they had four runs and thankfully they got another great start from Brian Bayo who is the the true hero of the night seven seven innings pitched two runs allowed no walks three strikeouts he ends up improving to six and five the ERA now just a tick above three but over his last 11 starts. Uh, the number's pretty remarkable. He has a 2.35 ERA, and uh, he's among the top 10 in a lot of great categories to be in since uh, this span began, which was back on April 29th. I talked about the ground ball rate in the pregame show a, a long well, long wides back, uh, but that was top 10 
among starting pitchers, qualified pitchers, ERA. That was also top 10. It was actually fourth best among qualified pitchers coming into tonight. And again, another great start. And against a, a top flight offense in the Texas Rangers. Again, 4 to the final. The Red Sox a winner tonight over the Texas Rangers. Joe Weil with you here at Fenway Park. We're going to take you all the way up to 11 p.m. tonight with Red Sox Review. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Let's go back to the phones now. We'll go to Paul in Westfield. Paul, you're on Red Sox Review. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joe. As they say, the opening headliner for tonight's game, the number one offense, basically, the Texas is coming in to the Red Sox, who, as you just said, four runs in the last five games, and, of course, the notorious screen door submarine defense with the best offense. What could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you what went wrong. What we have here is a failure to recognize Bayo Wolf did Bayo Puff to the Texas offense. And shockingly, with a mix-up of four outstanding pitches, with not a lot of rotation and dwell, not a lot of movement, but good location, and enough to get past the best offense, is a sweet indicator. And the thing brought him up from a farm team, what a bargain. This isn't so bad. And as you said, the offense there again with the homers, just enough to get by. You got a month. I agree. Let's not throw off the farm yet. And please, please, it's got to be recognized. Get Damian Wilson from Portland and bring him to Boston. They don't need him. Imagine that starting four or five. Damian, did you say Damian? Paul, was that Damian Lillard? I think you said Damian Wilson. Damian Lillard. Yes, sir. Lillard doesn't. Portland doesn't need him. We can do some damage bringing him in. He would he would certainly look good in a Celtics you know, uh, Celtics jersey. And uh, Paul, appreciate the call. And if you want to chime in, grab his line six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Yeah, the Red Sox offense tonight. You know, again, it wasn't uh, a, a game in which they were hitting the ball over the fence or really driving the ball. Uh, you know, hard consistently, but they got the job done. They got to John Gray early, and he was a guy that came into tonight with uh, some early inning numbers that. Uh, were in the Red Sox favor in, in the sense of you got your guy in Brian Bayo who's become the ace of the staff, right? There, there's a lot of question marks right now with who the Red Sox are going to throw out on a consistent basis. You know you have at the moment Brian Bayo, Cutter Crawford, and uh, James Paxton, and there's a shot now that Nick Pavetta could join the rotation from uh, from the bullpen, you know where, he's, where he currently is. But there's obviously a need to fill some spots right now. Uh, but Bayo's your guy, and 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 it's awesome to watch a guy like this this young be this good I mentioned the stat before where he's in Roger Clemens's class right now and it's it's Clemens of a time in which he was uh, at his most dominant uh, I mentioned this before but per uh, Boston Red Sox PR Brian Bayo the first Red Sox pit, pit, uh, pitcher prior to turning 25 to post five consecutive starts of more than six innings and two runs or fewer allowed since Clemens in 1986 when he won the MVP so uh, you, you have a guy in Bayo, a great building block that you hoped would be this good, and uh, he is. He is. I mean, he's better than I, I thought he was going to be at this stage of his career, but he's an ace. 
And uh, maybe not the best pitcher at baseball. I think that's going maybe that would be going too far. But you have a guy that's doing this now on a consistent basis and is also continuously rising to the occasion. I, I talked about his poise uh, earlier in, in Red Sox review, but that's what impressed me the most tonight. It wasn't the stuff. Uh, his location was pretty good for the most part tonight, outside of the home run he gives to uh, Adolis Garcia in the sixth inning. But the poise is what stood out the most to me in this start. And it could have gotten away from him in the first inning. The game was scoreless. Second and third, one out. Adolis Garcia up at the plate. And he strikes him out. And it's a long first inning, 26 pitches, but he gets out of it. And then he's on his way after that with the lone blemish being the home run he gives up to Garcia in the sixth inning, which, by the way, I mentioned before, the first home run he had allowed in 45 in a third innings. That is how good he's been at keeping the ball within the confines of the park. He didn't give up a home uh, home run you know, for a long time prior to tonight. And again, uh, he gives... The Red Sox exactly what they need. There's not a huge margin for error with the way the offense now consistently has been performing as of late. Uh, And uh, it's still enough to give the Red Sox a 4-2 victory over the Texas Rangers. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. So the Red Sox have now split the series, uh, or the first two games of the series against the Rangers. Of course, the rubber match coming up tomorrow. That will be a fun one to watch for from Fenway. Uh, I think emotional too, just to see Nathan Avaldi uh, back on the mound here at Fenway where he has authored so many great moments for the Red Sox. But of course, now with the Rangers after signing the two-year deal with Texas, which looks very good for the Rangers uh, so far. You have a guy in Evaldi who's an all-star. Uh, a chance now for him to get the start in the Midsummer Classic with Shohei Otani now dealing with blisters. Uh, that's not a definitive thing. Just looking at the, the the pitchers that are on that American League roster, and I think there is a shot that Evaldi ends up getting nod. We'll have to wait and see. But he's been very good for the Rangers. 10-3, 2.64 ERA, and with the question marks that the Red Sox have starting-wise, he's a guy you certainly would love to have, but at the same time, we get a chance to watch him once again and and maybe the Red Sox offense will will surprise us uh, against a guy like Evaldi who's pitching as well as he is this year but the Red Sox with the win today improved to 44 and 43 and again there's still some time before the trade deadline to figure out who this team exactly is but you saw the formula for uh, uh, how they win tonight with getting enough out of the offense and getting some good starting pitching but the back end of the bullpen coming through again Chris Martin has been the unsung hero for the Red Sox I believe this season because uh, you know when he came off the IL he had a short stint early in the season where at the beginning of the year His velocity wasn't quite there. The hard hit percentage was up. But since he's come off the injured list, he's tossed 20 innings and allowed just three runs. So he has a 1.35 ERA since coming off the IL. He's been so consistent at the back end of the bullpen. And a guy that the Rangers, you know, again, if the Red Sox start to trend in a direction where it's definitively, hey, we should sell, you know, maybe that's a guy that that you end up looking to uh, uh, move to, to a team that needs some bullpen help. And the Rangers are actually, ironically, one of those teams, and of course a team that Chris Martin uh, had previously pitched with. The Rangers came into tonight with the 24th best ERA 
in the bullpen in Major League Baseball. Their starting staff is ridiculous. And, and again, credit to the Red Sox tonight to getting to John Gray, who ends up throwing a quality start, four in, uh, six innings pitched, nine hits, three earned runs, but they tacked on an unearned run in the bottom of the sixth inning. So credit to the Red Sox for getting to him, at least getting enough hits and creating enough action uh, to give Bayo a lead to work with. And then, of course, again, the Red Sox go on to win 4-2. to two. But Martin's been fantastic for the Red Sox. Jansen at the back end has also been very good. And, of course, he's the lone all-star that the Red Sox have right now getting sent to the Midsummer Classic uh, coming up next week. So, this was the formula you hope to follow tonight if you were Alex Cora. Get seven out of Bayo and then give the guys a chance at the back end of the bullpen to lock it down. And the Red Sox did exactly that. This was plan A. And they were able to follow plan A, which probably too many times this season has not been the case for Alex Cora and his staff. With the maneuvering they've had to do on the pitching side of things and try to figure out, okay, who's going to start? You know, we had that situation happen yesterday with Brennan Bernardino having to be the opener, followed by Caleb Ort, who continues to get roughed up at the big league level and he ends up getting hung up with the loss. I just think too many times that's something that the Red Sox coaching staff, Alex Cora, they've had to deal with in terms of figuring out ways creatively to win well, tonight, again, you get your guy in Brian Bayo, your stud, a guy that is solidifying himself as a top-flight major league starter. He gives you seven and really finds a way to get through it without it being the most uh, you know, tantalizing stuff-wise. Again, he had 57 swings tonight and only 12 whiffs. So it wasn't a lot of swing and miss, only three strikeouts in seven innings, and 25 balls were put in play uh, by the Rangers. But he does enough to get out of that first inning where there was a lot of trouble and then ends up moving along and uh, allowing the Red Sox to take the lead because he keeps it scoreless for a long time and uh, posts another fantastic start against uh, one of the best offenses in the sport. So in a lot of ways for me, this was my favorite Brian Bayo start of the year. There, there are a lot of contenders. I mean, he's pitched really well uh, in some in, in the bright lights. I think about back-to-back starts against the Yankees where he's dominant. Of course, last time out against the Marlins, he ends up uh, losing a no-hitter in the eighth inning. And sadly, because the Red Sox couldn't score, he ends up getting hung up with the loss. But there's a lot to choose from. The start at Atlanta, a, a team that is on par with the Rangers offensively, you could argue they have the best offense in the sport. I wouldn't uh, go to war with you on that, but I think that the two are pretty much in that category. And uh, he pitched really well there. He gave up a bomb, I remember, to Ronald Acuna, but was somehow able to get through six innings of just two-run ball. And uh, again, but tonight, what I loved about this outing was it could have gotten away from him. And there are a lot of pitchers where it would have gotten away from them. But the kid was relaxed in a tough spot in the first inning against an offense that has really been relentless all year long, continuously going to work, and he works out of it. Not every pitcher can do that, and especially at this age, 24 years old, and it just goes to show for Brian Bayo how the sky really is the limit for this kid. And if you're a Red Sox fan, you got to be excited about this kid. Don't bring a negative attitude when you view him through any lens. There's no reason to be, because he is so much fun to watch already, and he's only really starting his career. I mean, he had a little bit of a 
you know, a taste last year, but now we're fully getting him, and it's time to fully enjoy him. I know you are, and obviously I just say that because of the overall context of the season where we don't quite know where the team is heading, what they're going to do at the trade deadline. It could be another one of those one-foot-in, one-foot-out type deals where they're, they're, they're selling off pieces but also adding some uh, because of where they sit right now. The one thing I would say, and again, the Red Sox right now, uh, with the Yankees losing tonight to the Orioles, they're now four games back of the Yankees for that third wild card spot. So it's going Baltimore, Houston, Yankees right now with the American League wild card, and the Red Sox four games back. The Yankees without Judge are not uh, not a team to be scared of, right? And and with Judge that toe injury, we're not quite sure when he's going to come back. So that's a team obviously you're chasing. Toronto, I, I've said this before with Toronto, they have a lot of talent, but they kind of remind me of the Chargers, where the expectation is always pretty high coming into the season, and then it, it, they end up not really taking care of business. Now the Blue Jays have made the playoffs in recent memory, but at the same time they haven't made a deep run or won the division like I think people thought they would have at this point and uh, they didn't play today they were postponed against the White Sox so they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow but I don't think it's too crazy to think the Red Sox could jump a team like the Blue Jays and then the other team that's ahead of them right now or at least coming into tonight was the case was the Angels and uh, the Angels in action against the Padres, that's a 2-2 game going into the bottom of the fifth inning, so we'll see if the Red Sox can uh, get squared up uh, with the Angels in terms of uh, overall record uh, coming into... Actually, it wouldn't be overall record because the Angels, uh, they've played two more games than the Red Sox coming into today. But anyway, they could still get there in terms of uh, overall record... in terms of how far back they would be of the Yankees. The point I'm trying to make is that the teams the Red Sox could be trying to jump are not ones that you're necessarily scared of. And that's sort of part of the setup now with Major League Baseball having three wild cards instead of what they initially had, which was one, and then they did the two with the... uh with uh, the wild card game, you know, uh, which was eh, always fun to watch. But now with three, they've expanded it. And that's why, from a Red Sox perspective, despite being just one game above 500 at 44 and 43... I don't think it's ready yet to give up on being a buyer. I'm not saying that that's exactly where the Red Sox are going to go, but you're at the point now where you still have some time before that trade deadline to figure out who you are. And if the Red Sox continue to get some pieces back, like Yu Cheng, which I know is kind of crazy to say that that's a piece that uh, could have a huge impact on the Red Sox, but I would believe it is because he was a guy that solidified the defense for the Red Sox up the middle. And then, of course, Trevor Story is still working his way back, and uh, we expect to get him back in the second half. He's progressing well, as Alex Cora said before today's game. So there's some pieces coming back to the Red Sox that will help them out. Richard Blyer, bullpen-wise, he's another arm uh, that'll that's working his way back from shoulder inflammation. He uh, He's now with the uh, Woo Sox, along with uh, Pablo Reyes, another guy that can help you up the middle. So anyway, there, there's some guys coming back that can make this situation, the outlook, look better. And again, where the Red Sox sit four games back of that third wild card of the Yankees, you're looking up at a team that is not that scary. This isn't the Yankees of last year because they don't have the guy that really guided them to a 99-win season in Aaron Judge. We don't know when he's coming back. And if you look at the box score of the Yankees, 
if you're not paying attention to this team, you're looking at some of the names and saying, okay, who are these guys? Or the names that you do notice, like Josh Donaldson or Isaiah Kiner-Falefa or DJ LeMahieu, they're not doing all that well. So you're looking up at a team that doesn't have a lot of strengths. And again, the teams that are still ahead of the Red Sox in between them and the Yankees in the Blue Jays, in the Angels, have flaws of their own. So that's why you don't give up yet, right? It's not saying that they're going to be a buyer, but there's still a little time to figure out who exactly you are. And again, the Red Sox win tonight against the Texas Rangers 4-2. to Brian Bayo, one of those guys keeping the Red Sox at least from being a full-blown seller at this point. But not only that, he's a star in the making. I'd say already a star at this point, but also the future ace of the staff. And uh, boy, was he fun to watch again tonight. Even when he's not at his best stuff-wise, he gets the job done against arguably the best offense in the freaking sport, and he does it in a way that shows more of his character, and that's what made it so much fun. And again, that's what gets you so excited about the future with this kid. He was awesome once again. Red Sox a winner 4-2 to over the Texas Rangers. That sets up a rubber match tomorrow. We will preview that coming up here on Red Sox Review. If, again, you want to get your calls in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. We'll take you all the way up to 11 p.m. Coming up next, we'll preview the rubber match. We'll get you more on Nathan Avaldi and his start uh, coming up tomorrow, his first as a visitor against the Red Sox uh, since, of course, his Great tenure here uh, with this ball club and Cutter Crawford getting the start for the Red Sox in that rubber match. We'll preview that. We'll get you set up with that. And again, if you want to chime into the conversation, feel free to do so at 617-779-7937. This is Joe Weil on Red Sox Review on WEEI. The 2-1 hit hard. Caught by Turner, the first baseman. It was a line shot down the line, but Turner positioned perfectly. Able to catch it. Jansen works a 1-2-3 ninth. And the Red Sox win. And even the series at one win apiece. They snap a four-game Fenway Park losing streak in the process. And they get back above 500 for the year at 44-43. and 43. The Red Sox pitching staff halts one of the best offenses in Major League Baseball to just two runs tonight. The three-person combination, Brian Bayo and Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen getting it done for the Sox. Bayo earns his sixth win of the season. He goes seven innings, allows eight hits, two runs, no walks. He strikes out three. Chris Martin, again, stellar out of the pen, especially in that eighth-inning role. He tossed a scoreless eighth, and then Kenley Jansen earning his 18th save of the season. The Red Sox lone all-star wrapping up the victory in the middle match. Sox beat the Rangers 4-2. to two. Setting up the rubber match tomorrow between the Red Sox and the Texas Rangers. Joe Wild with you here at Fenway Park as we wrap things up here on Red Sox Review. And it is a very intriguing pitching matchup coming up in tomorrow's game. First pitch coming up at 7-10 in that game here at Fenway Park. The Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show will get going at 6-10 for that contest. But for the Red Sox, it's Cutter Crawford. And uh, we'll hit on his numbers very quickly here. 3-4, 3.92 3-4, and four, 3.92 ERA. As a starter, he is 3-3 three and three with an ERA a little north of 5 at 5.30. The one thing I do like is the strikeout to walks 
in regards to the innings pitched as a starter. So he's tossed 35 and two-thirds innings as a starter, 37 strikeouts, and just eight walks. The one thing that's killed him has been home runs. He's given up seven thus far, but it did a nice job last time out for the Red Sox against the Blue Jays. He tossed five and two-thirds innings uh, on July 1st, so only a couple days ago. Three hits, two runs, two walks, and uh, five strikeouts. Again, he did give up two home runs, and that's been part of the issue for him as a starting pitcher here for the Sox but a guy that is trying to solidify himself long-term in this Red Sox rotation. He gets another crack at it. They certainly need it with uh, all the open spots that the Red Sox right now have in that starting rotation. Of course, a, a huge part of the intrigue is the guy on the mound on the other side, Nathan Avaldi, who has been remarkable for the Texas Rangers, which, which definitely hurts from a Red Sox perspective. Uh, a guy that the Red Sox uh, had for, for a significant amount of time, 2018 to 2022, World Series champ. He's authored some great moments, especially in the playoffs. In uh, this year, Nathan Avaldi, seventh in ERA in Major League Baseball, seventh in homers per nine, third in innings pitch. So he's been a horse for the Rangers. And then I'm going to satisfy the old school heads here. He's tied for second in wins with 10 here in 2023. And uh, he had a chance to speak to the media uh, before the series began. He got a nice ovation during uh, the series opener yesterday uh, between the Red Sox and the Rangers, but our Rob Bradford had a chance to ask him about you know the offseason and if he expected to be back in Boston. Here's what he had to say. Did, as the offseason unfolded, did you feel like there was a good chance he would come back, or was it were, were you not optimistic about it? No, yeah, I mean, I was positive that I'd be able to come back. Again, we stayed in contact with everybody you know, during the negotiation process. We let them know you know, other deals that we were getting and just kind of trying to make sure that uh, we kept that door open as long as possible, but it just came to that point where you know, it's time to move on. So that's Nathan Avaldi talking about the offseason and, and, and also in that pregame conversation with the media uh, prior to the series, he talked about how much he loved Boston and uh, how much he cherishes the memories here. And uh, you just heard in that little soundbite, there was some belief and confident, a confident belief on his side that he was going to eventually figure it out, and come back to Boston. But, of course, it doesn't end up shaking out that way. And uh, if you're a diehard fan of this club, you know how it went in the offseason with Nathan Evaldi. The Red Sox did show interest in bringing him back. Nathan, uh, according to the reports, wanted more years. And then the Red Sox, you know, just trying to wait it out, they end up going a different direction. He comes back to the table, uh, you know, wanting to know what the Red Sox, uh, knowing he wants to come back and uh, expressing he wants to come back. And the Red Sox saying, hey, we went in a different direction. And of course, uh, where the Red Sox went uh, has not worked out. Uh, They end up signing Corey Kluber. And, you know, and that that really hadn't worked out for the Red Sox here in 2023. Uh, And Nathan Evaldi ends up signing this two-year deal with the Texas Rangers for $34 million. And boy, he has been just remarkable. 10-3 and three on the season, uh, and he has an ERA below three coming into the start tomorrow at 2.64, I mentioned. And that ERA, seventh best in the sport. A guy that was beloved here, still is. It was great hearing Joe Castiglione talk about how much he enjoyed having him uh, You know, while he was with the Red Sox. And, of course, we remember what he did in the playoffs in 2018. You know, really every series stepping up for the Red Sox in that run. Of course, people remember what he did in the World Series in Game 3, being the hero, you know, wearing it with all the innings he pitched. Uh, but he was remarkable throughout that run. He earned a win in the ALDS, you know, in that start against the Yankees where they blow them out. He 
ends up tossing seven innings, allowing just one run. So you do that against the arch rival in the ALCS against the Astros in 2018. Picks up another victory. That offense was ridiculous for Houston, and yet he limits them to just two runs in seven and a third innings. And of course, we all remember that outing against the Dodgers uh, in Game 3, where it ends up going you know, very deep into that game. He tosses eight innings. Should have got the win. If, if Ian Kinsler just makes that play up the middle, the Red Sox win that game. He gets the victory and relief, but instead it gets extended because he throws it wide while Puig was running to first base. Max Muncy comes in to score. The game ends up getting tied, and uh, he ends up giving up the walk-off home run to Max Muncy in Game 3. Gets hung up with the loss, but uh, a heroic effort because it, of course, saves the bullpen for the Red Sox. They win the next two games, and Nathan Avaldi ends up being a World Series champion for the Red Sox. And, of course... 2021, who could rem- forget the wild card game where the guy stepped up again, pitching great against the New York Yankees. So killing the, the arch rival, you know, overall great resume with the Red Sox. And now he returns to Fenway as a visitor, and it will be tomorrow's matchup against the Red Sox. Cutter Crawford versus Nathan Avaldi. Welcome back, Nate. We love and miss you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people wish he was with this Red Sox team, would certainly understand that sentiment, but now we'll root against him, at least for one night. I want to thank Joe Braverman back at the WEI studios doing a fantastic job, as he always does. I'm Joe Weil saying so long from Fenway Park. Red Sox win 4-2 to over the Texas Rangers. Brian Bayo, the hero. We get going again at 7-10 for the series finale between the Red Sox and the Ragers. Thanks for listening here on WEI. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.